Hi, welcome to The Brilliant Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Lamb. Before we dive into our first episode with David Christian, the founder of EvoWare in Jakarta, Indonesia, I sit down with a good friend of mine, Kelsey Brimer, to discuss why I started this podcast. I think the very first and probably the most important question is asking what is your why? I see my, so much opportunity for change, so my... My why with my job and with the podcast is to um, is to shift my local community in Perth and Western Australia towards a more circular and generative economy, um, but more sort of tangibly with the podcast, like yourself, is to have those conversations. Um, as a millennial, I love listening to podcasts and I listen to the Ellen MacArthur Foundation podcasts. Um, they're great. They're really fun, digestible, and they've sort of been part of my journey over the last two to three years. And I first came across the concept of circular economy, um, yeah, probably two or three years ago um, when I saw Ellen MacArthur's TED Talk and then from there tuning into some of their online stuff. And I think it podcasts is just an awesome way to spread the narrative and the, the great work um, that people are doing in our great state. So, Absolutely agree. I love podcasts. <laughs> sort of stepping into my own emerging future of, of working in the circular economy. Sweet. So we're here in Jakarta with David Christian, uh, the founder of EvoWare. Um, Dave, thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for inviting me into your home. Um, I suppose first of first of or to get us started, do you want to tell us a little bit about EvoWare? Yeah, uh, so basically EvoWare, I founded EvoWare back in 2016. The idea is basically, uh, I get the idea basically around like end of 2015. Uh, the first time when I got back to Indonesia from my four year study in Vancouver. Then like uh, during those four years uh, when I was studying in Vancouver, actually I never go back to Indonesia, not even once, right? So I get yeah. used to the environments in Vancouver, which is like, very clean and pristine and then like when I get back to Indonesia especially to Jakarta I, I was shocked by the difference you know here yeah. we get like a lot of pollutions and then like uh, I see a lot of uh, garbage especially in the street and in the mm -hmm. river right which is then I found out that most of the garbage is actually plastics right so from there like I was doing a little research about plastics then I found out that uh, plastics is actually already contaminated everything right and it mm. took hundred or even like thousand of years to degrade and it's already in our water in the air and also like even in our food mm. right and then like uh, I found out that even also like recent studies said that in Jakarta alone like 76 percent I think of the water including the uh, drinking water is already contaminated by plastics mm. microplastics and also the salt salt is like 90% yeah. is contaminated by plastics right yeah. microplastics so from there like I was just thinking that uh, hey like the Indonesian people here I think not because of they don't care about the environment I think but because they, like they don't really see the connections that is really like affecting us as a human mm. right so and then like the way we educate the people uh, is always like in the very scientific way in the it's a, it's a very heavy issue always bring in a heavy way right so yeah. I was thinking that I want to create a product that are different and 
unique, never been created before here at least in Indonesia, mm. right? So the first idea is actually coming up with our first product is called Elo Jello. So it's it's a it's an edible cups uh, that you can drink and eat the cups at the same time. That's awesome. It's made of uh, seaweed, okay. right? Uh, I was thinking to make it from seaweed because uh, Indonesia is one of the largest seaweed producers in the world. Yeah, wow. But also uh, like our uh, I, I found out also that even Indonesia is one of the largest seaweed producers, but a lot of seaweed farmers, they are like very poor, mm. right? So uh, I want to actually Im- improve the livelihood of the seaweed farmers uh, as well. So basically in where we have two value, right? One is we want to create uh, innovations to be a solution for a plastics waste issue, but at the same time, we want to improve the livelihood of the seaweed farmers, mm. right? So that's actually our first product, the Jello cups. And then we also working with an orphanage. So the orphanage children, they are the one who produce the cups and then uh, we pay them. And then we also teach them to sell the cups. So from there, 100% of the profit of the cups when they're selling is for them. So mm-hmm. we want to teach them so that like the, in the orphanage, they don't rely on donations, but they can survive by their own, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second product that we have is actually in the seaweed packaging. Mm-hmm. We make uh, like is to replace the single-use small sachet packagings and wrappers that are usually cannot be recycled, right? Because it's too small and have so many layers. We made it of, uh, we made it from seaweed as well. So, for example, we want to use it for instant noodle seasoning or a coffee sachet. You don't need to open the sachet anymore because it's edible yeah. and have a lot of nutrition, right? But uh, but if you wrap it for non-food or like for other packagings, then you don't then don't eat it because. The hygiene right yeah basically because it's edible doesn't mean that you have to eat it it's just we just want to show people that it's very safe even human can eat it and have a lot of nutrition value yeah i think i think my favorite see on the cheeseburger wrapper yeah yeah and i've seen on your website yeah. the people that and you can buy it straight through the wrapper on, yeah exactly, exactly. And the burger is really cool we'll, we'll feature some of your products when we release the, the episode and um hopefully maybe we can chat afterwards but i'd love to get some samples to take of home course, and, of course, and show of some course. of the people back in yeah. perth um, really cool. So what degree did you study when you were in Vancouver? Actually, I was, I was studying business. I was yep. studying international business. Uh, but I actually didn't graduate from my <laughs> college. Classic I was just entrepreneur. Going to college, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. I think when we start something, uh, the most important thing is, uh, is the vision and then Absolutely. we have to take action. Yeah. Right? I think that's the most important thing. And then we'll find a way along the way. Right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, c- can you maybe hone a bit more in from like this, the seed of the idea of where Everwell was born and that sort of the, the journey from maybe considering even a graduate job or th- through your degree, how it sort of, you know, you came back to Jakarta and all of a sudden you're running a pretty well established business? Yeah, uh, sorry. So the question was. So, like, how did Everwell really come to be? Did you partner up yeah. with any friends or yeah, who did you collaborate with, yeah. that sort of thing? Yeah, so basically when the first time I come back to Jakarta, I didn't really have any friends, right? But I was working uh, in my family business uh, first when I come back around like uh, April 2015. Mm-hmm. And then, but like when I come back, like I always want to start uh, my own business, right? Especially for a social uh, entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, I don't know, I just like get interested like into that, but I don't know like what to make, right? So I was trying to have like an idea right but uh because i think because of my exper- uh, experience that are really like shocked me when i come back 
first time to Jakarta because of the environments, right? So yeah. at times, like I was really thinking that I want to start some things uh, for the environments, yeah. but uh, just didn't know what, right? So mm-hmm. and then actually, I get the first idea about the edible cups is uh, I saw it in the internet. There is mm-hmm. one edible cups made of squid from Japan. Actually, so? yeah, like you have to uh, you have to like cut it and then you burn it then you can eat it right from actual squid the from squid wow, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. from squid so actually i was thinking okay that's really really cool idea but uh you know i was thinking that it's, it's hard to eat right you have to yeah. cut it and something then uh i was thinking that like the like the concept of the edible cups is good and then like uh, i want to make it but from something else like something different that we can uh, find locally here the resource you can find like locally here in Indonesia, right? Mm. So from there, uh, actually don't really have any uh, business experience as well, mm. right? It's just like from school, but that one I didn't graduate also, right? Yeah. So uh, so I actually joined a lot of like meetups uh, for a business meetup something like cool. that, and then like I meet my first partner. Uh, his name is Edwin. Cool. So he's a quite experienced in the business. Uh, he already run like several business before me, uh, before like uh, be my partner. And then I was just uh, like talking to him, and then I was just like giving him like uh, the idea. Hey, I want to create the edible cups. This, this, and this. And then he was like, Okay, uh, like I want to be your partner, you know. And then yeah, so that one is actually quite funny because I just met him like. Uh, one day and then in the next morning like we become partner yeah <laughs> sometimes it happens that yeah. quickly doesn't it yeah right this is yeah. great and then uh so me and Edwin like we together uh launched the like like the, the edible cups in april 2016 and that was how long after you first met uh it was like january february march april like four months wow yeah that's impressive yeah about like four months after uh, the first time we met right? so was there not can you maybe explain to me more because to me <coughs> like evoware seems like a, a biotechnology company yes yes is that like i would have thought there would be a longer sort of time period to develop <laughs> yeah sort of thing how did you sort of just look on the internet find this seaweed it's one thing to farm seaweed but then to turn it into a product at scale yeah actually like the first time uh like like about the about the aloe jello about the edible cups like the first time like I was just thinking to make it like a jelly cup because mm. uh, it's quite simple we can uh, we can make jelly into like any forms we just need to make it like uh, how can I say like more uh, sturdy mm. right and then uh, then like then I, I was just like googling you know I was just googling what jelly is usually made of and then it's made of gelatin and blah 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 yeah. and then like I was thinking okay like gelatin is made of uh, animal bones right so, like from like pig bones or yeah. uh, cow, right? And then like I was thinking that uh, in Indonesia is uh, is kind of like uh, it's not like halal. It's not yeah. really good to use pig, right? And yeah. then uh, then like I got uh, then like I read also it can be made of seaweed. Yeah. So actually like from there and then like okay I think like seaweed is gonna be like very good alternative, mm-hmm. right? So from there I actually just call the like the seaweed supplier and then I was just asking them a lot of questions and then try it myself right to make the the cups the aloe cups right so from there yeah just like a lot of trial and error uh, just like to start that one and then but uh, after in the after we launched the edible cups a few months after that my friend introduced me to uh, my second partner 
her name is Nori. It's funny because her name is Nori. <laughs> the Japanese word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Japanese word of seaweed. And then she's actually the one who invented the seaweed packaging. Ah, okay. And then uh, for her, she's she's she, she already develops the seaweed packaging since 2011. Ah, actually, yeah. And uh, she's a professor in uh, in one of the university in Jakarta, and she's a biotechnologist and also food technologist. Brilliant. So that's why, yeah. But uh, so at that times, like we were thinking, okay, like uh, I think like we have similar products, right? And then uh, her is better and then uh, can solve more problem I think like mm-hmm. for the eligible cup we think is it's really for educational things right yeah. we can educate the children the people like easier mm-hmm. right but to solve the real problems uh, I think the seaweed packaging is, uh, is really like the solutions absolutely and yeah. then like uh, we join together and then we actually uh, then like since from 2017 we like we launched the edible packaging the seaweed packaging like around like October 2017 together with Nori so she's more into the product development research and the invent uh, the researcher yeah right? so I'm more into the business actually. yeah yeah really cool um, so tell us a bit about the what's the innovation ecosystem like in Jakarta I know you, you sort of came from Vancouver but you've you've been sort of working on everywhere here yeah. now for a few years sort of yeah, what's it like? I mean, you talked about going to meetups, but... Yeah, I think like the... Uh, right now, it's still not a lot yet, like mm-hmm. especially for the innovations. And then uh, it's still like quite hard, I think, especially like compared to the governments, I think like in the Europe or Australia, right? In the developing country, like they're more supportive. Uh, here, they're, I think like they're kind of supportive, but sometimes the bureaucracy is... Uh, it's quite uh, difficult, mm. right? It is uh, a lot of uh, things to do, and then, <clears throat> yeah, because like uh, from our experience, like we got more support actually from outside of Indonesia than in Indonesia, but uh, but I don't know, but but for me, I think uh, it's getting better. It's mm. getting like uh, better like every year because like since. Uh, since we really, since we established uh, Evoware, and then until now, like uh, now, like we're getting uh, more support from the government. Actually, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, like we get invited from the some uh, ministry also. Like uh, like I already met with the president Jokowi as well. Yeah, tell us um, a bit yeah. more about that. That that sort of attra- uh, interest you've attracted from the Indonesian government. Yeah. So, I think like they get. Uh, I think it's because of the power of the media as well, right? Like we get like a lot of coverage, especially uh, like uh, like national uh, and then also international coverage, right? Yeah. And then uh, I think because like a lot of people also share our video, and then like it got to like the governments, and then like they invited us to meet, and then like to uh, do some audience, and then like make uh, you know like like they were asking like okay, how can we help, mm. and then something like that, and then. And then uh, we get invited uh, for the youth youth pledge day, uh, Indonesian youth pledge day. Like we get invited to, to the palace, <laughs> there. Yeah. So which is like quite nice. Then like uh, they give us opportunity to basically present it, uh, like do presentations about our products to the presidents, right? Which is I think uh, it's quite a good opportunity for us. As Was well. that a big moment for you, sort of on the journey of of founding Everwet? 
Yeah, of course, because like meeting a president, you know, this year, yeah, yeah, this is quite uh, good. But uh, even though like we didn't really get like any uh, any big follow up or like something like that from the government after that, but I think uh, is but I think it's already good because uh, because it's mean that the governments uh, started like to see the innovations, right? Mm. And then like from there, like. I think right now like they're getting like more supportive because uh, right now I think Indonesian governments uh, like they like they push more into the uh, creative economy right yeah. and to like uh, to make creative products something like that which is I think right now a lot of also like in the community right I think a lot of like community that are uh, mm. you know focusing on the innovations and then even like for the environments or uh, social Uh, businesses, I think that is uh, is is really growing here in Indonesia. Yeah, which is great. I think. Yeah. I really like that term, the creative economy. We don't yeah. we don't use that too much back home, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take that back with me. I've heard yeah. that a few times <laughs> on my my travels throughout Indonesia. That, that's really cool. Um, so recently, I've seen in the media um, around how some of the islands. I mean, if we focus maybe on Bali for a moment, how they've announced that they've banned single use plastics. Yes. Um, and they've got a target, I think, to reduce. Um, I think over the next, I think they're implementing that law over the next six months, but they want to try and reduce um, single-use plastics by up to like 70% in 2019. Do you want to just talk to that a little bit? Um, what's yeah. happening in the rest of Indonesia, um, and what you think about sort of single-use plastics and the the stance the government's starting to take? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's really great. Like before Bali, there is actually two uh, two city in Indonesia that already. Uh, ban uh, plastic bag, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is uh, Balikpapan and Banjarmasin, I think. Right now, there is uh, Balikpapan, Banjarmasin, and then uh, Bali just recently, and then Bogor also uh, just banned uh, plastic bag, right? Which is, I think, is really great uh, moment right now. Especially, we just hosting uh, our ocean conference uh, last year in October. I saw right? some photos here online. Yeah, which is uh, from there, like. Well, Indonesia is the second largest uh, plastic contributors to the oceans, yeah, wow. right? Which is uh, is huge and it's really a big problem for us, right? Which is, I think, uh, like the government really take a step and hopefully uh, they really can implement like uh, that because also like uh, like this year, like I heard they they already make the draft for Jakarta to also uh, ban uh, plastic bag as well, mm. which is. The but last time uh, when I talked to the governments like they were, uh, what 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 are their what their concern is basically are there really a solutions for the plastics when they ban it you know because uh, as a business for the retail or something like that sometimes like they cannot just like ban they need to have the solutions right which is uh, also if the solution is like reusable bag mm. uh, yes. Like the reusable bag is actually good, as long as like we always keep using it. But uh, but if the customer just you know every time they uh, every time they go shopping and then they just buy new reusable bags and then the reusable bag is gonna like pile up in their home, is also yeah. big problems. You know, it's it's even like a bigger problem because to make the reusable bag is also have need a lot of a uh, lot of like source right yeah, like resources, water yeah. and then like resources and anything and and everything right which is uh that can be a uh, new problems right but mm. i think uh, in indonesia 
uh, what's great is like we have like a lot of solutions yeah. uh, already right like for like here we have here we have the like the bag made of uh, like kind of not the bamboo but kind of like uh, wood or like something like that like like I don't know how to call it in English mm. but yeah like they have really uh, a lot of things that we can use because Indonesia we are a tropic country and we have a lot of uh, you know we have the agriculture side like we have like a lot right which yeah. is uh, like before plastics get invented we, we use all the natural resources yeah. that we have to wrap with the banana leaf or yeah. like with something like that which is I think uh, the most important thing is we have to go back to the root Absolutely, right. yeah, going back to yeah. Like, I think like Indonesia is easier for us to ban plastic is we if we really want to go back to the root like like fifty years ago, sixty years ago. Like we don't use plastics, right? Mm. But we can still keep our food and everything stuck together because we have basically we have all the resources here to uh, like to be the solutions there, right? Mm. Uh, like it's difference with a country that. Uh, for example, like in a uh, West country that don't really have the uh, resources like for the agriculture to make uh, things, right? And then like uh, like you guys have also like winter, which is like you need to keep your food uh, yeah. for the winter. Then like you need to wrap it with plastics or something like uh, like plastic like that can hold the food like longer, mm. right? That one. So I think like that's when our innovation can come along. Mm. Uh, that one. But I think for Indonesia. Uh, can use our like there is already a lot of innovation and uh, not innovation as well. We have we just need to go back to the root. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, okay, cool. So I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Indonesia has a lot of islands. Yes. How many islands? We have seventeen thousand islands. Seventeen thousand. Wow. So on that note, can you tell us a bit about the EvoWare setup? Because I know you're sort of not just based on one island, but you've got sort of operation your seaweed farming and your sort of production and then you sort of work from Jakarta yeah so the seaweed production is in uh, Makassar it's in Sulawesi yeah and uh, we have we have like 17,000 islands but we only have like five big islands right like uh, all of those uh, the rest is like smaller island right so Sulawesi is one of the biggest island uh, in Indonesia and then uh, that's why like Indonesia is one of the largest seaweed producers because seaweed is actually uh, we grow the seaweed in the oceans right and then like we don't just take it from the ocean like naturally but we farm it mm. so we farm the seaweed so uh, there is not gonna be a problem from the seaweed ecosystems but yeah. it's the opposite it actually can be better because seaweed absorb carbon dioxide and will sink oxygen right so the more seaweed we plant the better it is right yeah. The problems right now, uh, the lot of, a lot of seaweed farmers they don't want to farm seaweed anymore, because they only get like a little from their seaweed, right? So that can be a problem so because once they don't plant the seaweed, then they, uh, like it's gonna be either like the island gonna be for the tourisms, which is like gonna produce a lot of waste, or like they, uh, like they do like a lot of things and they don't really care about the environments even though they live nearby the oceans right mm-hmm. so i think uh building the community the ecosystems for them to uh, wanted to plant seaweed is very important as well and seaweed uh is actually like very uh it's very easy to grow it's just need 45 days and wow. then you can cultivate it and then 
Indonesia we have something thousand islands, right? So imagine if we can plant in every islands there's like seaweed, you know, that can be really good because seventy percent of the oxygen is also coming from the ocean mm. actually, right? It's like the other t- 28% or something is from the forest, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so I think uh, the potential is very huge here in Indonesia, which is, I heard Indonesia, like what I read last time, Indonesia last year we produced about like 11 million tons okay. of seaweed, but uh, we only use about like 30% of the area that can be planted seaweed, so we still have a lot more. Uh, yeah. place to grow a lot of growth in store yeah. for Evo where it sounds like yeah <laughs> really cool. yeah hopefully <laughs> um, so tell us what's 2019 got in store for you guys um, have you got any sort of new products you're looking at are you just looking at yeah. scaling up the sort of seaweed plastic packaging or yeah so for uh, t- for 2019 we have to go actually right mm-hmm. like one goal uh, in the production side we want to make it mass production we want to have the seaweed packaging as mass productions uh, and we can, so that like we can fulfill all of the demand that we have right now. Yeah. Because right now we have a big demand, but just the productions uh, is 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 not enough, right? Because to make it, uh, I think to make it a, as a prototype and then selling it as a, uh, as a small scale is easier. But mm. to make it like like a mass scale, like commercial scale, is really a challenge in terms of the funding the machines as well and also like the operations right are you looking at yeah. any sort of partnerships uh yeah of course like we're looking for uh, investment for sure and then uh also we're looking for a partnership for uh for the machines and everything the operations mm. right and then the other goal is actually uh we want like right now uh we are we are making a campaign and the campaign is about uh we want people to rethink we want people to rethink about uh, their consumptions. Sure. Uh, so rethink plastics, right? So do we really need to use straw, right? Why do we need to use straw? Like the cup that we, the cup is designed so that like we can drink directly from the cup, mm. right? But why there is straw, right? Is it because of like a disease or like a lipstick, something like that? But uh, okay, if it's that, then like uh, do we really need to use like plastic straw, right? Mm. There is another alternative like bamboo, stainless steel, glass, or even like pepper straw, Absolutely, right? Yeah. No one. So we, so we want to ask people to actually uh, rethink about their uh, consumption, especially for the consumption for plastics, right? So that's the campaign is award, and then uh, we're gonna have the challenge, uh, like online challenge for sure. uh, for that. We also uh, we want to make it uh, not the campaign is not only for us, uh, not for EvoWare, but the campaign is for everyone. So. Uh, it's a collaborative campaign, so we engage together with uh, with communities, NGO, and then also with the private sectors and with the government as well, right? So right now we already have about like fifty collaborators. Awesome. Uh, that one, including like we have some uh, influencers, like singer, actress, that want to uh, join and then be our like Evo hero, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like we're gonna launch the campaign in February. Yeah, cool. Uh, we'll, we'll look out for yeah, it and yeah, definitely share just, it with our community. Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. We just uh, hopefully it can really like. Uh, so we want to make it as a movement. You know, yeah. we want to make it as a movement. So we want to uh, the campaign not only a campaign, not only raising awareness and then it's done, but the campaign we want it to have. Uh, we want to raise awareness. We want people to take action, and then we want to provide the solutions. 
yeah. because uh, we see there's a lot of like businesses that already providing a solutions so we want to push that uh, forward as well so that's the campaign is about yeah, yeah cool Eva Hero we'll, <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that one yeah. um, is that is that just the it's, it's a mosque the mosque yeah, yeah okay so <laughs> sorry about that um, we are in Indonesia here yeah. um, maybe taking take a bit of a turn now could you share with us some um, excuse the language but some some sort of fuck ups that you've made sort of on the everywhere journey that you might be willing to share or some 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 really tough lessons learned or some bad decisions I mean I think all sort of founders particularly in the social entrepreneurship space um, yeah of course yeah. Uh, yeah yeah the wait you can have a think about it if you want yeah gonna think about it first like which one is the most fucked up <laughs> we have a great um, yeah one of the guys um, some of the people in the innovation community back home um run a, a thing called fuck up nights i think it's a global thing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not sure if you've heard of it but um they're really good nights where they sort of get three founders up um so that's sort of where that that question stems from is the idea of of, of a fuck up night if you were just to, to sort of sit on a panel at a fuck up night <laughs> what sort of stories would you share about Evo where in your journey mm. wait what was it yeah actually it's uh it's kind of like fucked up because <laughs> <laughs> because uh, maybe it's not about like the business decisions you know but it's about like uh, because for me like everything is just goes like very very fast uh, like I didn't really expect that uh, if we were gonna grow like this fast as well mm. right so so like my f- uh, so this is like so I always get fucked up when uh, <laughs> like when sometimes when I get invited to speak but I get very nervous, you know, <laughs> yeah, because, because, well, I'm not really a good speaker, you know, <laughs> like my first time, uh, like my first time to do a presentation about EvoWare, right, I, it was just like really fucked up because, uh, <laughs> because I was just, uh, like, like I prepared my presentation and then like once I, uh, uh, once I'm there, like it was my first time and then like, like I really didn't know what should I say and anything, so I was just just like reading all the uh, presentations, and then after that, okay, it's done, and then everyone was just like, okay, what the fuck are you doing? You know? <laughs> but and then like my partners like step up, and then like he spent everything again like from the beginning uh, yeah. at win actually, but also uh, actually it's happened like few times, uh, like my first times when I do presentation about everywhere, and then uh, my first times when I do. Uh, presentations uh, my international presentations first it it was actually in the UN wow. uh, in the UN in New York and then uh, I was like I was like very nervous like during my flight I think it was about like 20 hours flight or something you know which is I couldn't while. sleep <laughs> because <laughs> I was just thinking okay what should I say what should I say you know so I was just everything just in my head I read and everything and then like one night uh, like one night before my presentations and then like uh, they actually like give me uh, like a coach for uh, like for me to speak right yeah and then like everything is changed <laughs> <laughs> everything is changed but yeah that one it was like really like get me really nervous as well that one and then <clears throat> also for the ocean conference actually it just like happened recently right mm. because the uh, because the uh, how can I say uh, because the like the organizing like committee they actually like told me okay like uh, Dave like 
like like you do presentation only like one minute. So I was thinking, okay, one minute. I just like read like my commitment, right, for Evoware, right? yeah. and then like uh, and then I think about like few hours before, and then like they said, okay, it's actually five minutes, right? And then I was like, okay, five minutes, and then like I was just like try to write, okay, is it gonna be like five minutes or not, right? And then after that, like uh, I think what like one hour before, and then like he was they were asking me, hey David, do you have a presentation? And then I was like. You do, you should I have presentations? You know, <laughs> because like you didn't tell me that I should have presentations. And then like when I was uh, in the room already, right? They said it's gonna be like ten minutes presentation, which is like it's huge. Uh, it's a huge stage, and then like with a lot of the a lot of like world leaders or something like that. Wow. And, like, I was just like very nervous, and then like I I accidentally actually uh, delete my uh, like my notes, oh, yes. <laughs> and then I was so nervous and then i just like uh write it again like uh from the beginning <laughs> and then when i was in the states like i couldn't read it because it's actually too small because my phone is small so i just like i couldn't read it like the uh like the podium was just like too far from and then like i couldn't read it so i was like stuttering and everything and then i was like okay guys i'm so sorry i'm very nervous i need to like uh like shut down my phone and then i will talk whatever i want to talk <laughs> And then, yeah, uh, it's just happened a lot, like because like I need to speak, like especially like when I get very nervous. That one, so I'm sure yeah. you'd come online <laughs> and you'd, you'd be a great presenter these days. Yeah, yeah, so I need to learn a lot for speaking. So talking about <laughs> speaking, speaking yeah. you're um, you're off to Japan tomorrow for another conference. Yeah, yeah it tell is. Us, tell us a bit about that. Hopefully, it's not like a big conference. <laughs> I I actually have no idea like uh, what's the conference gonna be, uh, how big is it, right? Mm. Uh, so. For uh, for tomorrow, the conference is about like it's a CSR forum. Oh, so right? corporate yeah. social responsibility. Yes, yeah. corporate social responsibility forums. Uh, they want me to talk more about uh, like how a company can really make uh, like the innovations also the impact, right? Because uh, we really base our uh, value based on uh, the two things, right? Environments and also socials. Mm. Right and uh, so everything we do, the decisions and also the products and also the campaign, everything's is based on those two value, right? So we want to keep it like that way, mm. right? Even though like we get an an offer or like like kind of like profitable, more profitable offer for money, like the goal is not like money. I think for us, like of course money is like it's very important factor, mm. but I think uh, like it will follow for us, like like the money will follow. As long as we do uh, good, like, and we stick up into our uh, with our value, right? Because I think if we uh, don't stick up into the value, we're not gonna grow like this fast as well. Because I think like people value us more uh, because of the uh, like like the principle that we uh, hold, right? Absolutely, yeah. I think I mean definitely from me sort of researching and seeing everywhere from back in Perth it's it's the mission you know and it's a really cool yeah, story and narrative that, that you're telling that's, which is great um, on the topic of Japan I've got a wild idea I want to throw out at you which is um, something sort of that came out a bit of an innovation um, event back in Perth um, with some friends but maybe not a wild idea for Everywhere's next product but what do you think um, about maybe taking the concepts from your seaweed packaging do you reckon maybe in the future you could make, um, say we'll call it like the nori dom, like a condom from seaweed plastic? Is that oh. is that too wild an idea, or do you think maybe the biotech technology yeah. could get to a stage where 
you know, you could take seaweed and be able to like replace a product like latex. <laughs> yeah, there's actually, uh, there's actually already about like two or three people asking me about that. Like, <laughs> you know, they oh. email us and then, and then like I was just thinking, okay, are you joking, right? And then like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, uh, nothing is impossible. <laughs> yeah. Nothing is possible, but I think when I make it like, uh, like when we make uh, a condom from seaweed, uh, we're not gonna make it edible condom, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like we'll see. Make it, uh, but mm. <laughs> you never know. That could also have a market. Yeah, there, so. yeah. I think I should use market. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I think it's possible. Uh, we just need to keep developing, but uh, yeah, but I think we're gonna focusing first into for the uh, like more into like. Uh, cups like paper cup uh, no yeah. like a plastic for to replace plastic cups or like paper straw and then maybe uh, <laughs> we're gonna go to that we're gonna Don't go to try. that but uh, uh like it's quite interesting because uh, also like sometimes like we get a request that uh, we cannot make but we just try to make it and mm. then we like don't know yeah. because like last time like we get an order from uh this one guy uh he's from australia as well okay and then like uh then like he told us that uh basically uh like he's dying because of cancer and then like he said that he want to uh so when he get uh like he want his ass to actually uh put into the seaweed uh coffin uh, or uh, not seaweed coffin like a seaweed uh a seaweed bag and then like, like being embalmed in yeah, seaweed or something yeah yeah, yeah that <laughs> one. and uh but it's quite heavy right because it's like six kilos or like seven kilos which is for us, we only make for a small sachet, yeah, okay. right? But uh, but we're thinking, okay, this is like his last request, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try to make it. Oh, and cool. Then, yeah, and then uh, and then we actually made it. Wow. Yeah. Whereabouts we in Australia? It. Ah, I forgot. Yeah. Okay. I forgot, but it's in Australia. Yeah. That's really it's cool. In Australia, and then That's we cool. made it, and then uh, it's actually it's arrived about like uh, one day before he died or something. Oh yeah. wow! Meant which to is, be. Yeah, which is like. Regret. I'm sure the listeners. Yeah. I'm sure the listeners back home will yeah. love that story. If you want a, um, yeah. to be embalmed in seaweed, you can put an order through. Yeah. Yeah. Them either way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We might wrap it up, Dave. Thanks for your time. On um, on a last question for you is sort of maybe more of a futuristic one. Um, where will ever we be in five years' time? In the five years' times, uh, we're pretty sure that we already have a mass production, mm-hmm. and then uh, we already have um. Uh, like we can impact uh, more uh, the seaweed farmers also uh, like the people that they so that like they can become more aware of the issue right but uh, in five years time we also have already a plan to actually have uh, new product and new innovations because basically uh, it's I see we're also as an innovation company mm-hmm. right uh, so uh, we're not gonna stop uh, just uh, from this like packagings or wrappers but we will also go like to other things like straw uh, cups or maybe condom like we don't know we will see <laughs> in the future right uh, but for sure like five years from now uh, at, like we see ourselves we already have uh, like an office like a brand like outside Indonesia because this year like we, we're gonna have a brand like outside Indonesia as well but Hopefully we'll have it in Australia. We'll see. Yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm pretty sure we'll have it. We'll yeah, have keep it. in yeah. touch. We'd love to yeah, see you in person sure. one day. That'd be great. Yeah. Cool. Thanks again for your time, Dave. Thank you. Thank Cheers. you so much. Yeah.
good stuff. Thanks for tuning in, Holons. We'll see you next week in our second episode in Indonesia with Lisa Tanti, an art therapist, sustainability educator, creative SOPA, and systems change maker. Have a great week.